0: Father today we are humbled to think that someone across the world would ask us to pray for them but father even as we sing at the end of our worship time i need thee every hour father we acknowledge not only do we need you but our brothers and sisters among the Kanyanka people need you, Father, and Father, I understand it's a spiritual battle. Um, but Father, I pray in these days that uh, you would do a work. Father, if it's a work of courage, I pray for those young men and not just in Sogbanino but in Suilo and Kamandu and. Sognolo and Dogbano. and, Father, the other villages where we've shared the gospel. And I pray for courage for them. Uh, Father, I pray that you would make a way for them to take their stand. And, uh, Father, not only to publicly declare you in baptism, but, Father, for a community of believers to be raised up in these villages and so father we pray that your spirit would fall upon them and you would do a work that only you could do father give us wisdom give them courage Um, father challenge us as we live such comfortable lives that quite honestly we don't ever face that kind of persecution Um, father help us to live for you. and Father, I pray. I don't, I don't understand, Father, how your hand moves, but Father, I pray that we would be faithful uh, to pray uh, for our people, our friends, our brothers and sisters in these villages that in this day you would do a work that only you could do. And Father, I pray it in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Uh, thank you, Cricket, for that report. You need to block off about two hours in the morning for the pastor in his office, okay? Um, I wanted to finish up our series in the book of Amos this morning, and I want to look just for the few mom- moments we have left at the last five verses in Amos chapter 9. Um. Uh, If you're just looking at the big picture, what Amos is about. And, and why does this book that was written almost 3,000 years ago, this book, Amos, mean anything to us, And it is this simple truth that God speaks. And when God speaks, it is the source of life for us. It is life. He speaks life to us. We have to respond to that. God, from the very beginning, spoke. All through human history, he is speaking. Yes, specifically, we can look at Amos and say God speaks. But the reality is God speaks to us today. Yes, through his recorded word. But even as Cricket has testified... God speaks to his children through his Holy Spirit, through other people, through the circumstances that he passes in our life. God has something to say to us, and when he speaks to us, it is the source of life for us. We have to respond to it. It is dangerous for God to speak to us and for us to either ignore it or to reject it. It is not life, it is death. Our source of life is God's Word. He speaks to us, we respond, and He brings us life. Church, it's really that simple. That's what the book of Amos and all the books are about. It's a what we are about today. Uh, God spoke in Amos' day, He chose a country boy from Judah to speak to the northern kingdom. Um, God is a righteous God. And because God's people were unrighteous, the righteous God would bring judgment. And so much of the book of Amos is about the judgment of God because of the unrighteousness of His people. The people have been unrighteous in their relationships, in their business practices, (coughs) in their religion. And as we go through the book of Amos, there comes a point where God says, that's it, no more. You see, when God speaks, he gives us opportunity to respond. But there's a window of opportunity. And there is a point where God says, no, that's it. And the judgment will come. Here's the thing. If, if you say oh well, that 's God is an angry God who wants to punish me, I want you to understand from the time Amos spoke to the time that the judgment of God was known was forty years <laughs> after God said that 's it, it was another forty years until the Assyrians came as the instrument of God and cleaned house and he, There's something, I'm supposed to know this, Noah's Ark. (laughs) Noah preached all of those years, and there comes a point where he shuts the door. Somebody has to look that up for me. I'm I'm speaking off the top of my head. It's like seven days. God waits before he sends the rain. It's like, no, there's a window of mercy and grace in there. (laughs) There's very little hope (laughs) So the book of Amos you've been looking for the hope in Amos we found it today in the last five verses God said because of what they passed through and the judgment that he will bring and we cannot miss this truth God said I will restore and I will redeem you even through this and here's the crazy thing God actually says I will do a greater work in you because of this that you've passed through than I could have ever done otherwise. Our God is a God who restores and he redeems. And as we look at these verses just for a few moments this morning, I want you to understand that the point of judgment is restoration and redemption. I don't know that God's people can see that, in their day, I don't know that we can see that when God disciplines us. But the point is, even through that, even when we do not respond, because here's the thing the book of Amos doesn't really have this happy, clappy ending where the people all, oh, well, we're turning our hearts back to God. We realize the error of our way and we need to get real and get right and we're with you, Amos, here we go. No. Amos preaches. And if you look in, I believe it's chapter seven, they run him out of town. They don't want to hear it. He writes it down. I'm assuming Amos dies. Well, I know he died. I don't know if he died before the judgment of God came or after. He didn't see any effect to what he had done. But God's grace is greater than our sin. As a child of God, even when we do not respond to him, his grace will win out. And I don't know, that's... mm, That ought to blow your mind. God says, even when you do not respond... I want you to know that my grace is greater than your sin and it will win out and I will do a greater work in you even through this. Oh, just give me just a couple minutes. In Amos chapter 9, this is the hope verses, five of them right at the end. After all the hellfire and brimstone and all the judgment of God that's coming and your unrighteousness. And and I love it because he says, Amos says there's a day. I want you to listen for the word day. He said, no, there's a day. God spoke to Amos. Amos would never see this day. But he spoke of that day. There is a day. Mm, there's a day coming. And so he says in Amos 9 to conclude his, his book and his final Word of his prophecy, he says, On that day, I will raise up the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and repair its damages. I will raise up its ruins and rebuild it as in the days of old, that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does this Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine and all the hills will flow with it. I will bring back the captives of my people Israel. They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit from them. I will plant them in their land. And no longer shall they be pulled up from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. The judgment of God was going to come. They were going to lose their kingdom. They were going to lose their land. They were going to lose the blessing of God. And the very end, Amos says, no, but the day is coming. The day is coming, says the Lord, who will do this thing. That I, he says, he's going to do three things. He's going to restore uh, the kingdom of David. He says the tent or the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. Which rep, David was the great king, and so he said they would no longer rule themselves because of the judgment of God. But someday God will raise up the tabernacle or the tent of David his kingdom his family the rule will be reestablished that you lost so one of the things is he would restore the kingdom of David to them the other thing is that he will increase their numbers we've got to talk about this here in just a minute but he says when it's all said and done after they've come and they've killed people and they've carried them off captive, he, want, he said, I want you to know that when I restore the kingdom of David, the other thing I will do, I am going to include the remnant of Eden and the Gentiles who are called by my name. And really the picture that God was painting, he said, I want you to know that the tent is going to be broadened and you people who were just the Jewish people that said it was just about you, know God's going to broaden the tent and he's gonna include people that have never been apart and God's gonna do that in the midst the process of the judgment God's gonna take them through a time but God says in the end I'm gonna include more people than you've ever had and then the other thing he has this kind of poetic but he says the in verse 13 he says the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him who sows seed Uh, God said, I'm going to bring a bountiful uh, blessing, crops. Uh, I'm going to bless you in ways that I've never blessed you. Uh, I don't know. The guy who was supposed to plow the field has to wait because they're still harvesting the last harvest. It's lasted so long. He has to wait you understand? The growing seasons are overtaking each other because the bountiful harvest of God is so great. They're needing to plant the next crop, but they're still trying to gather in the old crop. This is a picture in the Hebrew mind and God's way of communicating to those people who are agricultural people. The blessing of God is just going to be more. Your cup is going to run over. It's going to be more than you can contain. He said in that day, and he kind of summarizes it in, 14 and 15 but in that day there is a day coming even in the after the judgment of God that I will restore the kingdom to David I will include more people to the kingdom and I am going to pour out my blessing in a way that you've never seen before this is the word that Amos ends with that I don't think he ever, I know he did never see. Even in the midst of the judgment of God, God's grace will win out. And God, here's the crazy thing God will do a greater work than he would have ever done if you had not passed through those experiences. Isn't that crazy? That's what he says you're going to go into exile and all this stuff is going to happen but i want you to know there's a day that i am going to do a greater work than i've ever done before you know the whole hymn that i i thought of was the old hymn grace greater than our sin the chorus goes grace grace god's grace grace that will pardon and cleanse within grace grace god's grace grace that is greater and all our sin you know what I think in the mind of God is going on if they sin and they won't get right with God and God brings his judgment and his consequences to sin and you leave it there it's almost as if sin wins and God's like no sin's not gonna win I'm telling you, even in the midst of that, I will turn this into something greater than ever could have happened if you hadn't passed through this. His grace is greater than our sin. And God, for his namesake and for nothing else, says, I will do a greater work than I ever would have done if you hadn't have passed this way. Amen. Amen. Ultimately, the fulfillment. of this prophecy was in Jesus Christ he said I will restore the kingdom to David and Jesus was called the son of David came in his line and he established a kingdom that was not just an earthly kingdom but was an eternal kingdom 800 years though almost between Amos and Jesus establishing that kingdom and not an earthly kingdom I understand there are prophecies that relate to Israel and yes I understand that but ultimately this prophecy is fulfilled in the kingdom that Jesus established a greater kingdom than even the kingdom of King David the other thing and this is what ought to blow us away that kingdom included people that the old kingdom did not include the crazy thing here in the early church uh, the early church was established Jesus was a Jew Peter was a Jew John was a Jew they were all Jews and the gospel was for the Jews and then one day I have just read it in my daily Bible reading if you're doing a Bible reading through we've just been reading today yesterday Acts 11 uh, Cornelius' conversion a Gentile man and God teaches Peter don't call anything unclean that I have clean, cleansed and Peter has to go back to the early church and just tell them why give an account he has been hanging out with Gentile people and he said well mm, the vision came you know and he told me to and I'm just doing it. and they received the Holy Spirit just as we did And then you get Acts 13 and Paul and Barnabas and they go out and Gentiles start getting saved. Well, let me tell you, when things start shaking up in the church, you know what they do? They call a meeting. And it's recorded in Acts 15. Boys, we all gonna have to come up here and decide what we're doing here. Because there's a lot of people that aren't like us that are starting to be a part of us. And we don't know that they need to be a part of us. And they have this powwow. Paul and Barnabas speak. About what God has done through them. Peter speaks about what he has done, what God has done through him. And then James, not James the disciple who has already been uh, martyred by this time, James the brother of Jesus stands. And you're not going to believe this. You can look at it in Acts 15. He goes back to the Old Testament. He said, This was God's plan. And you know what he quotes? These last couple verses to the book of Amos that God prophesied that someday he would include even the Gentiles who were called by his name as a part of us you see God was gonna do a greater work even in the midst of their sin he was gonna reestablish a kingdom he was gonna include people that had never been included before and then he was going to pour out his blessing on them in a way that he had never done. And we see that fulfillment. Jesus said, I need to go to the, if I go to the Father, it's to your advantage. Because when I go to the Father, I will send the Spirit on you. In the day of Pentecost, God pours out his Spirit on his people as he had never done before. and we, I don't know if everybody's Sunday school lesson is the same as ours, but that's our Sunday school lesson this morning in Acts Chapter 2, 3,000 people come to faith in Christ. If you're talking about a great harvest and the blessing of God being poured out in a way you cannot even imagine, go to the day of Pentecost, and Peter preaches about the Holy Spirit being sent, the prophecy of Joel, and God pours out his Spirit, and 3,000 people come to faith. And you see that, I think that final verse says, "And, And every day, God was adding to their numbers Those who were being saved. The blessing of God, the harvest of God was coming upon them in a way they could not even imagine. It was greater than he'd ever done before. And it came through the process of the judgment and the discipline of God when God's people did not respond to them. The point of judgment or discipline is restoration and redemption. God restores what we've lost. <laughs> I think part of God being a big God, well, I don't know what the phrase was, our God is a big God, is God said, no, I'm not just going to restore you to where you were. No, let's just up the ante, and I'm going to do a greater work in your midst, and it doesn't make any sense to you other than my name is at stake, and grace is will win out because grace God's grace is greater than our sin and I want you to know that we serve an amazing God who speaks to us and he warns us but we even have a more amazing God to say even when we don't respond God said I can redeem even that circumstance in time and it will be a greater work than you've ever known before and that's the word of hope that ends the book of Amos if you've been with me for 19 years I want you to know I've never preached through Amos until recently and I'll you'll never have to hear the book of Amos again we're done okay there's 66 books that's one you can check off and say we're done probably the book of Revelation Yes. The Gospel of John. There's several we can eliminate at this point. Amos is one of those. But what a powerful message, I believe, for the church today uh, to see what God wants to do in our midst. So, amen? Amen. Uh, The clock says it's noon. Should we dismiss? Amen? No. All right, let's stand. Brother Shane is coming because he knows he's been with me Yea, verily, verily, these many years he knows to come. Yes. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, and Shane leads us this morning. uh, The gospel that is preached among the Kenyanka people is the same gospel we as a church proclaim. And just as heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, and Really, you just focus in to say, This is your time to get with God and to say, God, what is it that you say to me? Some of you in this room would say, I've never taken the step of faith to cross the line to say, Yes, I'm in. I need Jesus as my Savior. And this morning, we want to give you an opportunity to do that. And it would be my greatest privilege to talk to you this morning about how you can give your life to Christ. Maybe you've given your life to Christ in your (laughs) line. Just like you're challenged by the stories that cricket tells of those in Africa, you said, "I need to follow through publicly and be baptized." And you can also make that decision today. Many of you have already taken those first two steps, but the reality is, this year God is speaking to us, and He calls us to repentance. And when we respond in repentance to what He says to us, then He brings about renewal, restoration. And redemption, So maybe this is a time you want to come to the altar as we finish up the book of Amos to say God I, I want to mark this time God I, I know what you've said to me and God here's my response this is what I'm going to do and So Father we pray that you'd use this time for your glory and for your honor and I pray it in Jesus name